stepping away from things doesn't, it doesn't seem that even though we've had this time of evaluation shutdown, that it takes everything off the hook of having those hard conversations because sometimes those are still difficult. But I feel confident in the hard conversations that there's certain areas that I don't belong in right now doing. And sometimes that means that I was putting too much energy in the wrong place and I was neglecting things at home. So we had something really fun this weekend and I want to talk about it with our listeners because I think that what really came down is that we saw how much people are missing community right now. Absolutely. And how important it is. Yes. So we gathered this weekend. This was actually a long time coming, this gathering that we were able to be a part of this weekend because it was planned for last year, Mm -hmm. last, I believe, late March. And then once everything started getting shut down, the plan for this gathering was shut down. So it's so funny how it was, it almost felt a little celebratory in the beginning. Like we were, well, Actually, before we even start talking about it, you put a text message out to the group before you left the house about how you were feeling about coming to this gathering. Do you mind sharing it? Yeah, I was so excited to be there. And real quick, what the gathering is, it was the IF gathering at our church. And Marcy Kinney is our assimilation pastor. And so she was spearheading this event. And it was the first event of its kind where we had people coming back to church outside of Sunday morning worship for, for an event. And so I think she felt the pressure. It was a big deal, but there was so much excitement around it, around being back together, socially distanced, everyone wore masks. We had to definitely limit the number of attendees because, um, because of restrictions. But that morning, I woke up so excited. Like my heart was just so full of joy. I had so much gratitude that the, oh my goodness, I'm about to tear up now remembering it. The the women of our church were able to come together with an intentional design that we had laid out with the schedule and I had tears in my eyes. And so I texted you and Marcy and I said, I'm on the way. And I am so excited that I have got tears in my eyes. I'm going to have to fix my makeup when I get back. And and I did. I took my mascara with me because I was like, this is going to be awful. But I was so happy and just so full of joy knowing people were coming together face to face again and what the Lord was going to do in that day. And man, did we see it. Yeah, it was so good. Oh. One of the things that I, well, one of the many things that I loved about this gathering is it was, there was all different age, ages Mm -hmm. of women there. There was all different, you know, it wasn't just stay at home moms or it wasn't just uh, grandmothers. It was a mix. Like it was a mix of women that were coming together because they all desired fellowship with each other and with the Lord. And so yes. it, it was really, really special. And all the speakers were through video mm-hmm. because they had recorded it last year when they had the event. And 
then we were able to purchase the video or the church was able to purchase the videos. And you and I were not a part of the planning Mm-mm. last year. So we came in during COVID during this time to figure out what this could look like. And originally we didn't think we would be doing it. We were hoping for the fall. And as we put the plans together and came up with ideas, it did work out to be able to do it this year. And it was beautiful. I think within two days, all 50 tickets were gone. Yes, the fastest Mm -hmm. that she's ever had that many tickets sell on an event like this. So that right there from that very beginning when those tickets went so fast, Mm -hmm. it was the first indication that women are desiring this, this together with each other. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to talk with you about as we were thinking through the if gathering is what do you think are the benefits of women specifically coming together, not even in big groups, maybe just in very small groups. Maybe it's just one or two people. What do you see as the benefits of those in-person gatherings and meetings and sharing? Right. Well, the first thing is that we all stepped away from life, like as we know it. We stepped Mm -hmm. away from the dishes, the laundry, the cell phones, Mm -hmm. the... um, the, the needs of our children, our family, and our husbands, which are all so important in our daily lives, but yet sometimes we have a really hard time gaining perspective on things when we're in it, when you're mm-hmm. in the trenches. So for this weekend, for this day, mm-hmm. the fact that, or anytime, I think anytime that I'm able, even coming to join you here, it's just you and I, but I'm able to step away from all the things that are swirling in my head, all those, that big things to do list, or, and frankly, things that I'm feeling at times I'm failing at, or I'm Mm -hmm. not getting done. And I'm able to step away. And when I speak to you one-on-one or when we're in this gathering, I'm able to gain perspective on letting, you know, a, a couple, I think it was just our last podcast. We talked about the voices in our head that take us to places that are, are, are dark, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're battling those. When you get into fellowship with one another, maybe it's just one person or more, you're able, those voices are not as loud because you're able to step away, get perspective. And especially if you're gathering with like-minded believers, then you're, you're, you're able to, people are able to speak life into you. Mm -hmm. And so you're able to even sometimes turn off those voices. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, I found that to be true as well. Like that was one of the things I observed was the uh, vulnerability of people to share their struggles because we were gathered in large groups to watch the videos and then we broke out into small micro groups. And in my group, the, the sharing of very sensitive topics, vulnerable situations was beautiful. And I, you could hear the hurt. You could hear the pain and the weight that people had been carrying. And a lot of it was around the pandemic. It would, a lot of it revolved around issues that the pandemic 
brought to the table or um, just like intensified, turned the volume up on it during this time. So do you feel like people, you know, I'll tell you in just a second what I experienced in my room too, but because you and I were not in the same discussion rooms, we had mm-hmm. separate rooms, but did you feel like people were more vulnerable than ever or the sharing came faster than if you can take other times that you've been part of other women's conferences or Sunday school classes, or do you feel like people opened up faster this in this conference than other times? Or did, did you feel like it was very a similar situation that you've been in before? Yeah, I did feel like people were sharing. I felt like the guard was down mm-hmm. sooner. Where in the past, typically you want to keep that guard up to make yourself look better or something. And that guard was down a lot quicker and people were sh- were just being very honest. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I felt that too. Yeah. So it's almost like they were tired of that guard. Like they, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much right now that people are trudging through or pretending through. And so when they got in the rooms... People started sharing immediately. I was very surprised by it. Mm -hmm. I had five other women in my room and everybody was sharing. It wasn't like, you know how you get to a a discussion group sometime and you have like this dominant personality. Right. That wasn't the personalities in my room. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody just was ready to get real. Yeah. And it happened immediately. I love that. And I I think we're so thirsty for that. Mm -hmm. And as you're talking, it brings up that visual. Have you ever... After a long, hot run, or you've been working outside in the yard, and then you're like, I'm thirsty, and you go to get a drink, and you cannot stop drinking. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, I need more water. I need more water. You drink that glass. Then you yeah. turn on the tap, and you fill it up again. And then yeah. You drink it. Yes. And if you're outside, like, you may be turning it up, and it's like running down your face even because you are so thirsty in that moment, and you didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like we are emotionally that thirsty right now for connection. Mm-hmm. And we don't even realize it until we get that connection. And then we're like, I want more. I need more of this. And it's because we were designed for a relationship. We were designed for that connection. Like it's who we are. It doesn't matter what your personality is. You have been designed to connect with somebody else in this world. No it's doubt. how... Is how we're made. And when you when you haven't had it for so long and then you get a taste of it, you're like, yes, I, I need more of this. And I don't think I valued that before this time. Mm-hmm. I took that for granted for sure. But now seeing it and seeing that event and seeing the hunger to connect with strangers some people knew each other, but a lot of people didn't. I think the most most of the women in my room did not know each other. Mm-hmm. And what I also loved is that women, like there was this support factor. So you yes. had the vulnerability going on. People were talking. People were sharing right away. I agree. It was like they were thirsty and they were going. And then, all, and then the room was supporting them mm-hmm. in a way that also, it's not that you wouldn't see that in a women's event. Of course you would, but... Sometimes that takes time. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's a hesitation to come along somebody, side somebody, and and just start loving them. Like it just takes mm-hmm. a little while. But I didn't see that here. It was like immediately we had people that were sharing, and then people that were supporting. And oh, it even talking about it now because you and I really haven't 
talked about it mm-hmm. um, after the event, but it was awesome. It was. And it, it really drove home to me the need that we have for connection, whether it's based around your faith or based around a hobby or based around a season for life of, of life. You know, maybe it's an activity you like to do. Maybe you are a young mom with toddlers. Maybe you are newly an empty nester or fresh or going through a divorce or considering maybe we need to separate. Like whatever that season of life is, having that community around you mm-hmm. is so important. And I've seen it in our neighborhood and I love it. I've seen community happen within our neighborhood. People are walking together and visiting together. And I think that that didn't happen before this. But when whoever you're used to being around, you can't be around them. That need for community is still there. And it's so healthy. Mm-hmm. Like when you and I run together in the mornings and we talk and we share, something may be weighing on my mind. I, like you said, I may feel like I am, I am failing in this area. I am letting people down. But And to be able to share that with you, and you're not like a cheerleader for me. You're not like, no, you're amazing. You can do it. Sometimes you just listen and you're, that's all it is. Because sometimes I am failing. I am letting people down and you can't tell me that I'm not. But you, because it would be a lie, right. you know, but just sharing that struggle. And then a lot of times, what what do we do? We do encourage people. We do share yeah, I understand. I've been there too. To let somebody know, this may be your journey. This may be your struggle that you have to walk, but I have been there at some point. Or maybe I haven't been there, but girl, I'm here if you need a hug. You know, like just supporting each other however we can is so important. So I would encourage everybody, even if you're in a place where things are not opening up or you don't even know where to look for community, Mm -hmm. just start looking, just start seeking it because it really is so important. But I, so when you said you don't know where to find community, I will say the, because I moved several times Mm -hmm. um, when my children were young. I mean, we, Illinois is our born and raised home base and now we're in South Carolina. We had several moves in between there And the one thing is that you don't have community. You do have to be intentional about seeking it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's, it's in weird places. I mean, you may, it's, it's enrolling your kids in swim lessons so -hmm. that you're sitting by the pool and there's other moms that are sitting there or it's, um, you know, getting involved with a church. It's maybe calling that church and saying, I'm interested in finding someone to mentor me. Mm-hmm. Or I would love, um, you're doing right now a, a, a very, very small group yes. with just two other women. Go ahead and yeah. share like as far as what that looks like. Yeah. So this is an interesting, it's a micro group of just three people. And I did not know either lady before we started. And I specifically asked to be put in a group with ladies who have already walked through 
the seasons of life I'm about to go through because I wanted to learn from them. I wanted to grow from them. Even though it wasn't set up as specifically a mentoring group, we meet together once a week for one hour for six months. And there were no rules. You could do, you could read a book together. You could do a Bible study together. We chose to not do anything formal. So we get together each week and then we talk about whatever comes to the table. Um, Last week, one of the ladies brought in a devotion that she had been reading during the week that spoke to her. And we just read that together and talked about life applications and experiences and what their families were going through, what my family was going through. When we get together tomorrow, we're going to talk about the if gathering. And it's it's really cool. I would never have connected with these ladies. But um, just because we live in different seasons of life. Mm-hmm. But it's really been great for me to get to talk with them and share with them and learn from them and hear their perspectives on things. I love that you're doing that. I really do. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's one thing when we talk about the importance of fellowship is that it doesn't have to look a certain way because we get really tied up in the details. And then when we're not able or we don't see an opportunity in what we see as a perfect picture of what we think gathering and community looks like, maybe there's not an if conference where you're at. Maybe there's not gathering at all, even for worship where you're at. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's different stories all over you the United States. And plus, some people don't feel comfortable gathering yet, which is completely mm-hmm. fine too. That's where you have to be intentional though, as as far as still keeping that connection. What the enemy wants is to keep you unconnected, mm-hmm. feeling alone, feeling secluded, feeling like you are the only one that's going through your circumstance and there's no way out. Right. And that that really can't be done when you find connection and community. When somebody, when you have connection that able people are able to speak life and truth into you, mm-hmm. then the enemy loses that voice of that seclusion. You are alone. Keep your secrets. Um, I always say Satan loves secrets. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So maybe that looks maybe that looks like an online Bible study where you're on Zoom with three other women, but you're still seeing their faces and you still can speak your heart and. I guarantee that they are, if they are also homebound like you are, they're dealing with their own struggles all alone. And that community is still so incredibly important. But another, just taking walks with people. You mentioned our morning runs, finding a walking buddy. That can definitely, if you want to keep a social distance from people, that's still, you have the ability to take walks with people and still be able to be in that place. I think the biggest key is finding like-minded people too that are willing to be authentic with you Mm -hmm. and be open. Do you feel like the authenticity of some relationships in your life have been unveiled or have been um, redefined during this time? Or maybe not specifically in your life, but have you seen it in general? Yes, but I think also it has went a direction that is not showing people's gifts 
I mean, it's it's almost like it has brought out the ugly. It's exposed the ugly in all of us, which, hey, expose me. I mean, I mean, really, that's that's how I feel. Like I want it all. I want it all exposed because that's the only way that I can hand it over Mm -hmm. and also allow people to speak into it is to be exposing all of it. But I think people are still it's just I think. I feel like people are buying into the lie. Like the ugly is getting exposed and they're buying into the lie. But I'll tell you that when, and I know you know this to be true, when I am show up authentically me, the, the wonderful mess that I am when I show up, people feel more comfortable to be authentically them. And so sometimes it really does start with us. Like we don't, to search out for somebody to be, to say, that's the person that I want to be like. So therefore, that's the relationship I should go forward. That's always amazing. I mean, finding people that can be a mentor to you or somebody that just lifts you up is awesome. But sometimes just taking a walk with someone, you being authentically you, then all of a sudden gives them permission to let down the guard and then become and and show up as themselves. And that has happened in a lot of my friendships. Mm-hmm. When they see that I'm, hey, Nicole's an open book and I've got a lot of mess in my life, life too. And I am so willing to talk about it that then all of a sudden they start feeling they don't have to hide their mess anymore. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what is your experience as far as you feel like this time and what it's exposed or opened up? Yeah, I think I love what you said. I also think it has given us an opportunity to evaluate the um, impact certain relationships were having in our life and how they were impacting us. And I think it's important to then evaluate what relationships do I really want to pursue? Mm. What relationships do I want to invest in? There is a movie called Parental Guidance. And um, I love this movie. Nobody, very few people have seen this movie. And it's got a lot of famous people in it. Bette Midler's in it, Marissa Tomei, uh, Billy Crystal. It's just a really, really cute movie. And in it, the mom makes the comment to the daughter. And she, the daughter said, go ahead, take his side. You always do. Talking about her dad. And the mom said... Yeah, and for a good reason. You know why? Because when your kids grow up, your husband's the one who stays behind. And in that like that dialogue, I thought, okay, too often we start investing our time in the wrong, or not the wrong relationships, but we put too much of our time. Your energy goes that way, which leaves very little energy the other way. Like it's all invested in one direction. Yes. So maybe we're putting more energy in our kids. Maybe we are putting too much of an emphasis on uh, girls night out events or moms clubs or organizations that support our kids. Like maybe this time has allowed us to come back and um, see what time are we investing into those closest to us, into our spouses, into our children, into our immediate family? And I had not thought about sharing this, but it just popped into my head 
something I saw today, and I loved this quote so much that I did a screenshot of it. It's by Jim Elliott. Full disclaimer, I have no idea who Jim Elliott is. (laughs) Um, But it said, the light that shines farthest shines the brightest at home. Mm. And I thought, how many times were we really trying to pour into other people and then neglecting pouring into those right within our own house, right within in our own family. And I feel like that has been an opportunity during this time. So as you start trying to make those connections, because it's really important to have those connections, I think this is an opportunity to evaluate what relationships do I want to go back to and start pouring into? And it might not be with a person. It could be a relationship with an organization. Mm-hmm. It could be a relationship with with a club or something. Like, how much of me do I really want to put into that? Also, on the flip side, there may be something that's really tugging on your heart that you do need to invest in and then bring your family along as well to to pour to have them reach into that organization or that club it's actually really exciting i'm just thinking about as you're talking the fact that we do get a little bit of a fresh start yes as we it's yes we've had this time to evaluate and then we get to go we get to have a fresh start on where we give our energy. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's a blessing. I mean, in all of this, that is a blessing to Absolutely. be able to, we've, we've been backed away from things and then we're able to go through and evaluate. And so I, I guess if, if I, I don't know if I've done an evaluation all around. I mean, there's definitely been some areas that I have decided that this was not, um, I wasn't, I wasn't being, I wasn't giving my gifts truly. Like Mm -hmm. I was just showing up. I was just checking the box. Mm -hmm. And so I'm able, and I pulled away and and it wasn't even, those conversations were still a little difficult. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like stepping away from things doesn't, it doesn't seem that even though we've had this time of evaluation shut down, that it takes everything off the hook of having those hard conversations because sometimes those are still difficult. But I feel confident in the hard conversations that there's certain areas that I don't belong in right now doing. And sometimes that means that I was putting too much energy in the wrong place and I was neglecting things at home. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. That's something truly to be thankful for is that we get, we've gotten this time to evaluate that. Yeah, absolutely. So one of my biggest takeaways was from the, from the conference was the speakers were fantastic. Mm-hmm. They really were. They were. They brought a lot of energy. They brought a lot of truth. They gave me things to think about and that I'm still thinking about and chewing on and pondering that are bringing applicable change to my life. And I like that a lot. But the desire for connection mm-hmm. and the thirst that we have for human connection is something that we need to be aware of. And aware of 
all around the board to our children, Mm -hmm. to our parents and our grandparents. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is not a age specific need or desire. This is how we're wired. We're wired to live in community. Yeah. But we need to be aware of it so that whenever we do open up and, you know, you have that big glass of water and you are just chugging it. Make sure you're chugging it. Make sure you're putting something into your life that's going to add value. Mm -hmm. Because you could be thirsty and chug water, or you could be thirsty and chug a diet soda, and that's not going to benefit you. Mm -hmm. You know, evaluate the quality of those relationships because we are so thirsty and craving them so much that it's going to be easy to latch on to whatever first comes in. So if we're if we're aware of that now, we can be more particular with that in the future so that what's pouring into our life, we're like, yes, I want more of this. I agree. Can you see? I mean, because then you can visualize if you the doors open and the first group you see is very toxic. Mm-hmm. It's a very toxic group. It's it it doesn't serve you well. It hurts your self-esteem. It takes you in a direction of doing things and behaving in ways that don't make you proud, mm-hmm. but yet you desire connection so much that you go running to that. Yes. Um, that can happen very easily. It so is, I love that you made yeah. that point. It is like your first week in college mm. where we speak into youth and we say, listen, be very mindful Uh, that you are creating community and think ahead of time who you want to be in community with in college because very toxic groups are very welcoming groups and very easy to to go into, but that might not serve you very well during your college years. So be mindful of that. I feel like as adults, we are almost in that same scenario again right Mm now. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Well, it was it was so wonderful to be together. I I can become teary-eyed just thinking about the connection that I saw that was happening in the room, the importance. And even with our chairs distanced apart. So mm-hmm. it didn't matter that we weren't all embracing each other and sitting close and packing the room. The desire for community was there and God showed up and it was fulfilled and it was really good. So it was, um, this was a good topic for us to talk about that. Although we had that experience this weekend, that is not the only way that we can seek community in our life, but it Mm -hmm. is so important. Yes. If you would like to hear some more of our podcasts or find out more about our coaching business, please go to www.liveyourdesign.life.